Alright, so today we are talking about fasting and the word. Next week we will deal with fasting and repentance. And then the following week we will deal with fasting and prayer. And then we will crown it all by the close of this month with what we call times of refreshing. Part 2. I have spoken about times of refreshing, I think two times already. So maybe part 3, if the Lord permits. Turn with me, child of God, to Psalm 19. Fasting in the word. Psalm 19, the verse 7 says, The law of the Lord is perfect. Oh, I like that. Listen, you will never find imperfection in God's word. James calls it the, 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 the law of liberty. In other words, it is the only law that liberates. Many laws put people in bondage. But if you want true liberty, you will find it in the law of the Lord. The psalmist, David here says, the law of the Lord, talking about God's word, is perfect. What does it do? It says, converting the soul. That's the only line I want you to catch in this verse. The law of the Lord is perfect. God's word is so perfect that it can convert. What does it mean to convert? To turn back in the right direction. To it is like bringing the soul in repentance. The soul may be going in the wrong direction and then God's word turns you in the right direction. The law of the law is perfect converting the soul. So this morning we are talking about fasting and the word for a reason. Because Whereas fasting humbles the soul, God's word coupled with fasting converts the soul. Every activity during these times of refreshing is centered on the soul for a reason. Because we want to go deeper in our walk and in our love for Jesus. The law of the Lord is perfect. You can trust God's word to do something to your soul. When your soul is converted, you will discover that, hey, now I, I, I seem to be very calm. Things that used to irritate you, you will discover that you hear them and you will laugh and smile and ignore and turn a blind eye to it because your soul is converted. But you may not be able to achieve all that by the word of God alone. Fasting has its place. Even our Lord Jesus Christ fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, not because he needed anything. Not because of anything. He just set an example for anybody who will come in the generation of Christ. That this is how we go. This is the way we go. This is the, the, the direction we take. We bring the soul in subjection to the spirit. The soul must be humbled through fasting. And then the word of God converts the same soul. When your soul is humbled, don't stop there. In other words, it's not enough to fast. You must fast with God's word. I want to encourage somebody during these times of refreshing that learn to feast more on God's word than on anything. After all, if the Lord gives you the grace, we are going from 6 to 6, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. every day. Then you will discover that indeed man shall not live by bread alone. I know some of us believe in, you know, the best meal is breakfast. And sometimes you see and hear nutritionists teaching these things. Scientifically, they are factual and they are undeniable that the best meal is breakfast. Once you take breakfast, 
you can go the whole day and the energy is enough to sustain you. But see, that is only in the natural. That is only in the natural. But we are not natural beings. We are spirit beings having a natural experience in this life. So, the nutritionist who wants to help humankind may just center on only the flesh and what you can do to the body by taking breakfast as the best meal and that is enough for the day. Even if you don't take lunch, it's okay. Then in the evening, you can take some little dinner and then you are okay. But scripture talks about something called fasting. Which even in, medic, in the medical field has been proven to help some people recover faster. In the medical circles. There are times where you abstain from food and it helps. The, 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 it, it eases off the burden on the kidney. So the kidney can do its filtration work by you know, flushing all the toxins that accumulate in our bodies. That is why if you watch, those of us who are observant, if you watch, sometimes when you have a lot of blemishes on your skin, like pimples and some things, you have used all the creams and it's not going, just abstain from food. This is just physical exercise for just a while. Before you realize, your kidney is giving the opportunity to flush all those toxins and then you regain your, the freshness of your skin. That's just fasting for, medic, um, for, for physical reasons, for health benefits. But beyond health benefit, it's a spiritual benefit that cannot be explained by any nutritionist or any scientist for that matter. So, yes, it is true that breakfast is the best meal, but spiritually, man shall not live by bread alone. He didn't say man shall not live by bread at all. That would have been detrimental. Even Jesus, I like it after his resurrection. Do you remember after his resurrection, some few days before he ascended, he was by the seaside and he had grilled fish. And then the disciples had gone fishing and he asked them, do you have any meat? And they wondered, who is this? They perceived that that was the master, but they didn't ask him any questions. And he had grilled fish and he brought them in, come and eat with me and they ate fish together. That gives me an idea that even in our resurrected state, we'll still eat fish, at least. Yeah. Do you remember the first day he entered, he entered the house where they were logging? The Bible says that he asked them, do you have any meat? And they gave him broiled fish with honey, honeycomb. So it gives me an idea that in our resurrected state, we we'll eat broiled fish and honeycomb. So it's not like when we, when we now enter into our glorious state, we'll become like, you know, some floating vapor. No, we will still be the... the the, the spirit beings we are, flesh and bones without blood. But that flesh may need some food to still feed it. But man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So God's word has its place in our fasting life. When you fast and you abstain from food, and you give your attention to God's word, you are now giving the opportunity to your spirit and your soul to be fed with something that is eternal. Better than just physical food, which is for your physical body. Better. And before you realize, the same thing that happened to your spirit and soul by the word of God is translated into your physical body. In other words, he quickens your mortal body. Jesus said, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. So life is imparted to your physical body by the Holy Spirit working on the inside of you through the word of God. I mean, as we fast and feast on God's word. 
So there's a place for the word of God as we embark on this journey. I encourage you, read God's word. Study God's word. Hear God's word. I thank God for IP Online Radio. There are messages that are playing around the clock, 24-7. You can, these are faith building messages. If there is no live service going on, every day a message is being played. All our messages are uploaded on that platform and you can hear words that will build faith and point you in a direction that God is taking this ministry. So, don't expose yourself to things that will pump junk into your, into your soul. There was a man called Lot in the Bible. The Bible says concerning Lot, that he pitched his tent towards Sodom. And he vexed. Oh my God. Do you know what it means to vex? He vexed his righteous soul by the things he heard and saw being practiced in Sodom and Gomorrah. The man was a righteous man. But by virtue of his position, you remember there was a time there was a contention between him and Abraham. Not directly, but they are Headsmen, those who were taking care of their flock, were fighting because there was no space to accommodate them. They had become so big. Lot, being a nephew to Abraham, was younger. Number two, he was not the one God called. God called Abraham, get out of your father's house. Go to a land that I will show you. Bible says, look to Abraham, your father, and to Sarah that bore you, for I called him alone and blessed him and increased him. So Abraham was called alone. Fortunately or unfortunately, Lot, the nephew, followed him. So it was not about Lot. So when it mattered most and there was contention between the herdsmen of Lot and the herdsmen of Abraham, I thought that Abraham, um, what's the name, Lot, who was younger and who was not called, should have given the preference to his uncle, the uncle. You are the one God called and you are the one that I'm following. So you go where God has chosen you and I will take my other place. But you know what? The, the uncle being wiser and more mature and more discerning gave this young boy, the nephew, Lord, the opportunity to make a choice. He said, look, there's no need we quarrel. We are brethren. Just choose anywhere. And where you go, I'll take the other direction. I thought Lord would have said, no, uncle, this is not done. You choose first. Lot, Bible says he looked around and saw the plains and the green field towards Sodom and Gomorrah and he chose that. And when he chose that and he left, immediately God spoke to Abraham and said, lift up your eyes and see beyond. You see, with the eye of faith, Abraham saw the whole world. He said, as far as your eyes can see, that I will give you. So Abraham saw the whole world. That is why God has, has actually swear, willed the whole world to Abraham and to his seed. Yeah, that is why. So we call this, this world as it were, when we come back to the earth, Abraham's bosom. Even before Christ died and rose again, when people, the righteous died, they went to Abraham's bosom. That was the righteous compartment of Hades. It's will to Abraham. Lot missed out. But Lot went to live among the Sodomites and Gomorrahites. He was a righteous man. But listen, it matters what you expose your soul to. Don't say that it doesn't matter. It matters. There are some things when you hear, come on, it will corrupt your soul. It doesn't matter how righteous you are. That is why when angels visited Lot to come and help him out of Sodom and Gomorrah and then the Sodomites saw these angels and they said, hey, today we are going to feast on these men because they practiced Sodomy. It was a natural phenomenon. 
And so they went to Lord's house. See, we want these men. We saw these visitors in your house. Bring them so that we will know them. When the Bible talks, no, it is a, it is a, it's a technical knowledge. It means to have carnal, carnal intercourse. That we may know That we may know them. And Lot, I thought Lot would have preached to them and said, hey, it's not done. My God never practices or endorses sodomy. Do you know what Lot said? So no, 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 don't do that. These are special visitors. Don't worry, I will give you my daughters so you can sleep with them. Oh. The righteous man had corrupted his soul, said that he didn't see anything wrong with what he was even saying. The, the long and short of the story was that the people said, hey, you are not come to teach us sins. We will not even just sleep with the men. We will even, we will even sleep with you as well. If not for the angels that blinded these men, I don't know how the end would have been. All I'm saying is that Lord exposed his soul to corruption. And so he was corrupted, though he was a righteous man. Listen, there comes a time where you have to attain to the word of God and God's word alone. There are some things you must say, I choose not to listen to. I choose not to see. I choose not to go to this place. That is what we're going to do in these 21 days of prayer and fasting. Any word that will put fear in you, avoid it. Any word that will put uncertainty in you, avoid it. Bible says, do not be deceived. Man is not mocked. And then he said that evil, com- he said, do not be deceived. Evil communication, evil companionship, corrupt good manners. It matters who you are hearing. If you are hearing somebody who is always telling you something that is contrary to the word of God, you are building insecurity in your soul. And that word can destroy you. We want to expose our souls to the word of God because the law of the Lord is perfect. It converts the soul. You can either convert the soul to Christ or convert the soul to vanity. Some people have given their souls to vanity. Vanity upon vanity. All is vanity. Where we build, lay up wealth, store up wealth, amass wealth, only for us to realize that when you just wanted to go and enjoy, your soul is taken away. What shall it profit a man? If he gains the whole world and loses his soul, it's not worth it. The law of the Lord, child of God, is perfect. It converts, it turns the soul back to God. I want to, I want to challenge you during these times of refreshing that if you are hungry, okay, and you feel like, ah, let me go and break my fast. Take the word. Whether the one you will hear or the one you will read or the one that you will share with somebody, take the word. And you'll be amazed. The strength that will come into you. Physically, you may feel weak. Physically, you may feel the biting sting of hunger. But it's only for a little while. It's not even for all day long, for 21 days. It's just six to six. For man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. That proceeds out of the mouth of God. I pray that as you give your soul to the word of God, your soul and your spirit will become so sensitive that when God speaks, you will know that this is the word of God. And when Satan also speaks, you will just know that Satan, I, got, I don't give you room for this word. Bible says, guard your heart with all diligence for out of it proceeds the issues of life. The law of the Lord 
is perfect. It converts the soul. Now, to buttress that point, James also tells us something. James chapter 1, verse 21. Apostle James. In James 1, 21 says something. He says, Therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness. I like the way the King James puts it. The King James puts it, superfluity of naughtiness. <laughs> what, a, what a terminology. That sounds poetic. Therefore, lay aside all filthiness. How do you do it? That's the question. I know we sometimes struggle with filthiness. The world is full of filth. I'm telling you. This world is infested with evil. More than COVID-19. The evil in this world is worse than COVID-19. Galatians 1.4 calls it present evil world. There are demons that parade around. They are in the air. As we go about, if God should open your eyes, for instance, if you go to a market and God should open your eyes, you may never go to a market again because whereas you are seeing tomatoes, if God opens your eyes, you'll be amazed to see that this is somebody's poopoo. And yet you buy that tomatoes and sanctify it and come and eat and nothing happens to you. It can only be God. If God should open our eyes to see the things that happen daily in this world, we will long to leave this place because this place is infested with evil. Everywhere you go, evil hangs on you. Evil is just looking for a resting place. And evil does not need any invitation. It's just all over. And as we walk through this life, evil wants to hang on you. But thanks be to God. We have the greater one living on the inside of us. Who gives us the enablement and the ability to lay aside. Cast it aside. That is why we talk them tongues inside of God. When evil wants to sit on you, don't let it settle. And you shake off the filth. Other than that, it will hang on you. And before you realize in the night, that thing will begin to manifest in your dreams. Did you hear what I said? If you allow evil, the filth of this world, to hang on you, and you don't take a Holy Ghost shower, just like when you go through dust and you go and wash down, learn to take Holy Ghost shower by talking them tongues so you can shake off the filth. You can shake off the things that hang around. Other than that, they will manifest in your dreams. And you begin to have filthy dreams. And you wonder what happened, but I'm a Christian. You're a Christian, but you don't know how to lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness. Did you hear that overflow of wickedness? He was not talking to unbelievers. He was talking to believers. Believers can be filled with wickedness to the overflow. Can I say that again? I said believers. A believer can be filled with wickedness to the overflow. If you don't deal with the filthiness in your soul, you'll be amazed. Although you are born again, but you are, you are still living the old life. Though you are a new man in Christ. That is a problem. The problem is that we are new men in Christ, but because something has not happened to our souls yet, we are still living the old life. I pray that as we give ourselves to the word of God, look at it. He said, therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness. You cannot do, you cannot be meek 
Meekness is a, is, a, is, a, is a part of the recreated spirit. The fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace. One aspect is meekness. You cannot live the life of meekness if you don't learn to fast from time to time. Yeah. Fasting helps us to live the meek life. He said, and receive with meekness the implanted word. The King James says the engrafted word. The implanted word, which is able, come on, to save your souls. Someone said, but I'm already saved. Yes, you are. But you were saving your spirit. Man was saving his spirit at new birth. We are being saved in our souls through the renewing of our minds. And we shall be saved ultimately in our physical bodies when Christ shall come. This is what the Bible calls the great salvation. How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? Our salvation is in three packages. Package as one. So there is nothing like one saved, forever saved. Never believe that theory. Other than that, you wouldn't have told us in Philippians chapter 2, the verse 12, that work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. And the verse 13 says, For it is God which worketh in us both to will and to do for his good pleasure. It is God. When you allow God, it's in his word and in his spirit. So God's word that you feast on, you meditate on. Do you remember he told us in Joshua that this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you shall be careful to do all that is written therein, for then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall have good success. It is you. You are making it. You are working out your own salvation. This is not about somebody came first. No, it's about you and your God. It's not a race between you and another brother. It's a race between you and yourself. You are running from where you came from. You are running from where you've been disconnected from. The old is past. But now you want to work out your own salvation. You want to press in into God. You want to love Jesus more and more. You want to know him. The more I know him, the more I want to know him. Lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. God's word is able to save my soul. So fasting in the word. Fasting humbles the soul. God's word saves. It saves. It brings the soul to that place of renewal. I was going to share some two other scriptures. But the Lord tells my heart that stop here. In the evening as the Lord permits. From five to six. On what was the name? Go to meeting app. Which will be streamed live on Facebook. And then also broadcast on IP online radio. We will share those scriptures and pray. Alright. So let me end here. Let me end here. But what have we learned? You need God's word in your spirit first and foremost. Because when you feed on the word of God, you will discover in the other scriptures I'll share in the evening, you will discover that God's word in our spirit is what the Holy Spirit uses to remove the old mentality and then he replaces it with the new. So the renewing of our minds is what saves our souls. You will discover that in the evening. But I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That in this period of times of refreshing. You will learn to take God by his word. 
faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. There are times where we have weak faith. We are not sure whether if we act, it will work. But fasting coupled with the word, okay, gives you some audacity. It gives you some inner boldness to dare every circumstance and to dare any situation. You confront lions. You trample upon serpents and upon scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. God's word coupled with fasting makes you bold when he said the righteous are as bold as a lion. There is an element of God's word in it. And the spirit of God, which we'll discover in the evening, the spirit of God uses that word in you. So the word and the spirit go together, but you need fasting. If you hear this man talking about fasting, you should know that it's a miracle because naturally, that's not my preference. I love to eat little. I don't, I don't eat much, but at least something must go into the stomach because the stomach, when it's empty and it's giving those, you know, those noise and it's biting you it's painful it even weakens you it makes you feel like oh but i can encourage you water doesn't have calories okay fasting is abstinence from anything that has calorie okay so water doesn't have calories so when you are having those biting experiences in your stomach take some water and and flush out your system you will benefit health-wise. You also benefit spiritually. Because it's a spiritual journey. Not just, you know, abstinence from food. For food's sake. But we are abstaining from food. So we can give ourselves to things of the spirit. To the word of God. I encourage you. If you are ch checking your channels. Check, you know, the channels that, that preach the word. In season. That will edify your soul. Okay? Those who sit by the television and are going through channels and anything you are feasting on. This is not the time. Don't corrupt. Don't vex your righteous soul like Lot did. Let the spirit of God gain the preeminence, the right of way, the leeway to lead you in your soul. Because your soul will be converted and your soul will be saved as we fast. And you'll be amazed that you... Who couldn't even lift your hands in worship? All of a sudden, you are lifting hands and you are shedding tears. And you are telling the Lord, I love you. Can we sing that song? I love you forever. I love you forever. I love you forever, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. I love you I love you, Lord. I love you. I love Thank you, you Jesus. Forever. Oh, I, I love you forever, Lord. I love you. I love you forever, Jesus. I love. I love you. Oh yes. Forever, I worship. Forever, thank you, Lord Jesus. I worship. I worship.
Jesus. you might have lost. I know some people have lost jobs. Some people have been retrenched. Some people have been redeployed. Some people are taking half their salary. Some people are taking quarter their salary. Some people have been put back on probation. Some people I mean so many things have happened. But if you can say Lord in the midst of all these things I still love you. You have overcome Satan. Because what Satan wants to do is to put his finger in your eye so you will curse God. Satan was the one who inspired Job's wife. Because I believe that Job loved his wife. They had wonderful children. It wasn't up three daughters and ten sons. Am I right? Wonderful children. I don't think if you don't love your wife, you will give birth to that number of children. <laughs> That's just by the way. Job loved his wife. So he could always visit the throne from time to time. And they had three, ten wonderful children. Three beautiful daughters, seven sons. Powerful. But Satan inspired the woman when Job went through his trial. 
And she came to Job and said, I could, I could virtually hear Satan speaking. This is not the woman that Job loved. Do you still keep your integrity? Are you still worshipping this God? You think he cares about you? Say, curse God and die. That's Satan talking. But I like Job. Job didn't have the revelation of Satan at this time. I mean, at the time. In his generation, the only revelation was the revelation of Yahweh. Jehovah. Not even Jehovah, in fact. Jehovah was revealed to Moses. Jehovah Jireh. Or is it Abraham? The Lord will provide Abraham rather. But Job lived before Abraham in case you want to know. So he didn't have any revelation about Satan but he said, why are you speaking like those foolish women? One of those foolish women. Who is a foolish woman? A foolish woman is the one who doesn't fear the Lord. The Bible says that beauty is vain. But the woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. So if you are beautiful on the outside, but you don't have the fear of God on the inside, you will still look ugly. And the words that come out of you will even make you smell bad. That was the kind of words that proceeded from the mouth of Job's wife. So Job said, why are you speaking like one of those foolish women? When things were okay, did we curse God and died? Why are you now pushing me to curse God and die? He told the woman, God forbid. He said, the Lord has given. Unfortunately for Job, it was not the Lord who took away, but he still took it like that. And the Lord has taken away. Blessed be his holy name. Wow! What, a, what an attitude. I said, what an attitude. It's like the three Hebrew boys who were asked to bow. If not, they will be cast into the furnace of fire. They told Nebuchadnezzar, oh king, we are not careful to answer you in this matter. Because we know our God is able to save us from this fire. And yeah, he will deliver us. That was faith. Many of us have faith in God, but we don't know the difference between faith and trust. Then they went a step further beyond faith and said, but even if he does not deliver us, here, O king, we will still not bow. It is called trust. Trust is where you just know that you know that you know that, that this God does not fail. Even when it seems like he has failed you, you just know that, like the song we sang before the message, his faithfulness, he's, he's always been faithful. We have been unfaithful, but he ever remains faithful. He is constant. There are many variables. All of us are variables, but the only constant is God. The unchanging God. The same yesterday, the same today, the same forever. What are you talking about? All I'm telling you, child of God, this morning is that if you can take God by his word and act on it, regardless of the situation you might have found yourself in. I know people have gone through worse moments. You feel alone, especially that you were the one who was dependent on our gathering together. And for so many weeks, you are even wishing that now that they have ease of restrictions, why can't we gather together? Why don't we? You are agitating and perplexed. Be still and know that he is God. 
He makes everything beautiful. Not in your time, but in his time. So be calm, cool and collected. But above all, remember, God is faithful. So learn to say, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. There's a song like that, Avin's Lotus song. Can you pick me, give me the key? I love you, Lord. And I lift my voice to worship you. Oh, my soul. You see, you are telling your soul, rejoice. Take joy, my king. Take joy, my king. In what you hear, in what you hear, may it be a sweet song in your ears. May it be a sweet, sweet sound in your ears. Oh, I love this one. Will you tell the Lord, I love you, Lord? I love you, Lord. And I lift my voice, and I lift. your soul rejoice in case your soul is down rejoice my king in what you hear in what you hear may it be a sweet sound may it be a sweet may it be sweet sound in your ear may Jesus, I love you. During these 21 days, if you have never told the Lord I love you before, we are saying loving Jesus more and more. You can do that when you allow his word to convert your soul. Maybe your soul has gone astray. Your soul has joined the flesh and you are in rebellion. Use fasting to humble your soul. Use the word to convert your soul and you'll be amazed when you are converted. I like what Jesus told Peter, Apostle Peter, he says that the enemy has sought to sift you like wheat, but I've prayed for you 
that when you are converted, strengthen your brethren. Jesus knew Peter would backslide. In fact, he went fishing. He abandoned the call and he went back to fishing because he was a chief fisherman. But that was when Jesus Christ, after his resurrection, met them at the sea and asked him, do you love me more than these? Listen, Jesus is demanding my love and your love. Do you love me more than these? More than your vocation? More than whatever you enjoy in this life? Do you love me more than these? It's all about loving Jesus more and more. And I pray in the name of Jesus Christ for anyone listening or who will listen hereafter on Facebook. May the hand of the Lord rest upon your soul. May the spirit of our God arrest your soul for glory. And may God enable you by his spirit and his word to give your soul the needed attention that you will feast on his word. You will not eat and eat and feed the flesh throughout the day. But for once, you will learn to say, I go without food. I can take in water, which is okay. But I go without food for a season. So I can give myself to the things of the spirit. And when you do, may the spirit of the living God fill you to the overflow. I see God raise a people whose eyes are open. Who can see beyond the veil, beyond the flesh. With your eyes open, you can still see. It's called open visions. Through this fasting, may God raise prophetic intercessors who will see ahead of what God wants to do and proclaim it and also see what Satan has imagined and predicted and projected and raise a people that will cast all of them down. Because as long as we are here, child of God, we are the light of the world. Listen, if you're expecting somebody else to do it, nobody else will do it. You and I will do it. Let's do it for our father's kingdom. We are doing our father's business. Jesus, at the age of 12, told his foster father Joseph and his mother Mary, don't you know that I must be about my father's business? When you're born into your father's kingdom, yes, you are a son, but make yourself a servant and do your father's business. For there's a reward. There is a reward. 1 Corinthians 15, 58 says, Be ye steadfast. He said, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. May the Lord bless his word in your heart and raise you as a servant. Don't look for titles. Don't say, am I an apostle? Am I a prophet? Am I an evangelist? Am I a pastor? Am I a teacher? It doesn't matter. What matters? Is that regardless of the title, regardless of the office, you are a servant. In your service, you discover your office. In your service, you discover your title. But don't go by titles. Go by the passion to be a kingdom servant. It's our father's kingdom. It's our father's business. And if you love Jesus, you will do his commandments. Didn't he tell us that if you love me, do my commandments? If you love Jesus, you will do his commandments. Throughout these 21 days, join us 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. If you don't have access to the link, you can still tune into IP Online Radio or watch on Facebook. We'll be connected there. And then 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. every day. So there will be no dumb broadcast for these 21 days. But it shall be a period of prayer and loving Jesus. And various people will be leading us in various sessions. It shall be wonderful. I want to sit back 
and just and just drink. I wanna see it out of your feet. <laughs> Can you pick from the cup in your yeah. Lay back against you and breathe. Yes, Lord. Feel your heartbeat. This love is too deep. This love is so deep. It's more than I can stand. It's more than I can I see. melt in your peace. I'm melting your peace. It's overwhelming. Peace. It's overwhelming. Oh. I want to see that your feet drink from the cup. In your hands, lay back against you and breathe. Feel your heart This love is so deep. This love is so deep. It's more than I can stand. Have you been drunk by love before? May God fill you with His love. He's so Say it out your feet, Lord. Drink from the cup in your hands. Lay back against you and breathe. Oh, yes. Feel your heartbeat. Feel your heartbeat. This love, Lord. This love is so deep. It's more than I can stand. It's more than I can stand. And I'm melting your peace. It's so deep. 